This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 108 of the Catholic Foodie. Laissez-les bon temps rouler. Let the good times roll. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're celebrating Mardi Gras. Just the other day, the first big parades of Mardi Gras started rolling. True, today is not Mardi Gras Day, but down here in South Louisiana, Mardi Gras is a season, not just a day. The parades usually start about two weeks prior to Mardi Gras itself, and last night we caught our first parade of the season, Olympia, in Covington, Louisiana. Not a big one, but a lot of fun nonetheless. Mardi Gras and good Louisiana yumminess right here, folks, at the Catholic Foodie. You know the Catholic Foodie. Where food meets faith. You know, as we start the show today, I want to take the opportunity to thank our sponsor again, DivineOffice.org. And I want to remind you to, de- to vote. Vote, please. Vote for DivineOffice.org and About.com's 2011 Reader's Choice Awards. And, you know, this year, DivineOffice.org is a finalist in four categories, the Best Catholic Website, Best Catholic Podcast, Best Catholic iPhone App, and Best Catholic iPad App. You know, I believe this is a great opportunity to spread the word about our faith and about prayer. And here's an excerpt, actually, from a recent email I received from Dane Faulkner of DivineOffice.org. It was sent out to people uh, on their email list asking them to vote, and I think it very well describes why we should vote. Here is what he wrote. He said, Our website, DivineOffice.org, is the central focus and has, and it has particular importance to Catholics, but it is truly ecumenical in that all Christians are strongly encouraged to join in the praying of the Liturgy of the Hours and to pray as one body in Christ, which this website and the apps facilitate. Our website is already succeeding in its mission with 5 to 10% growth and people joining in prayer every month. We currently have around 37,000 downloads of prayer audio files each day. I know many of you on this list are not Catholic, but most are Christian, and so you can imagine the power of so many people in prayer each day, and with a win, and meaning this contest, right, with a win, it is likely to create a large increase in the number of people joining us in prayer because we will be placed directly into the public light with many more exposed to this prayer form that would have been that wouldn't uh, then would have been exposed to otherwise. It is our hope and expectation that many of these newly exposed will join in praying the liturgy of the hours with us. Ain't that great? I mean, it's it's incredible. It's it's such a great opportunity to spread not only just uh, our faith in a in a uh, kind of an intellectual way. Right, apologetics is really big. We have lots of fantastic Catholic apologetic sites out there, but we're talking about the lived experience of prayer here. It's not just an intellectual thing. This is really touching people where they need to be touched at the heart, right? And uh, what a wonderful opportunity! What a great opportunity! So please do go and vote for DivineOffice.org. You can find direct links to the voting pages by visiting DivineOffice.org and clicking on the Reader's Choice Awards link in the upper right-hand corner. Um, please do join me in voting and, uh, and join me in prayer, divineoffice.org. Down in New Orleans where the blues will 
Hey, do you recognize that music? That is Mardi Gras music, folks. Mardi Gras music is Mardi Gras Mambo. And down here in Louisiana, South Louisiana, guess what? It is Mardi Gras time. And as I mentioned earlier, it is not a day only. It is a season down here. We, I mean, It's just it's amazing uh, how Mardi Gras transforms an entire area. And I am so excited because today we have someone who's on the show with us who's going to help talk about Mardi Gras. And then also he's got something else he wants to share with us, which I think is so cool. And I am so excited to welcome my son, Christopher Young, on The Catholic Foodie. Welcome, Christopher. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, this is the first time I've been on the show. In a long time. You've been on the show a long time. It's been a while, though. Mm-hmm, it has. It has, huh? Well, you know, it's, it's Mardi Gras time, and uh, you, you probably don't really like Mardi Gras too much, do you? I do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. You know, we, uh, we actually went to our first parade last night, first parade of the season. And uh, tell, tell me about it, Christopher. What, what do we do? Well, first we went to a party with our friends, and they were on the parade route. They were right next to the parade route. And the parade came at about... Seven o'clock was it seven? Uh yeah, it's about yeah six or six something or six, seven mm-hmm. six or seven. And and what was the name of the parade? It was Olympia. And it was in Covington, right? Mm-hmm. So this is not not down in New Orleans. This is right here in our own backyard. It took us about oh goodness, what three four minutes to drive there? Maybe about five. Maybe five. Maybe five. Yeah, we parked and then we had to walk, but. uh friend of ours, a, a friend of the family, um, has an office right there on the parade route. And so we had a place to uh, to park. We had a place to um, well, go to the bathroom because that's always a big deal when you go to a Mardi Gras parade. You always want to go somewhere where you know somebody so you can use their restroom because you're there for like hours. And so it's always good to be able to go to the bathroom. And we had, we had food. We had uh, lots of lots of friends. And, and we had a lots good time. Lots of chili. Huh? Lot, well, that's right. Chili. Uh, Char and I made a, a chili uh, yesterday afternoon to bring, and I used seven and a half pounds of beef. <laughs> it's unreal, seven and a half pounds of beef uh, in that chili. It was a it was a lot of chili, and man, they they ate it up too. Everybody ate it up. So uh, that was the first big par- well, I say big. That was the first parade that we went to this season so far. Um, the first big parade of the season actually rolled the night before. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about Mardi Gras and these Mardi Gras parades in just a bit. But, um, y- you know, I, I, for, for those of you, I mean, if you are not from down here, if you don't know a whole lot about Louisiana, you're just not up on, you know, the culture or, or if all you know of Mardi Gras is what you see on the news, well, then I've got news for you. <laughs> I want to give you kind of an inside peek into what Mardi Gras really is all about this Catholic celebration down here, right? So it's a cultural celebration. It's a Catholic celebration. New Orleans is still very much a Catholic city. And uh, I want to share some, I guess, insights, uh, kind of behind-the-scenes things with you this episode. But I wanted to, to have Christopher talk with me about Mardi Gras just for a few minutes because I know, I just happen to know, because I know him so well, that he is a huge fan of Mardi Gras. 
Of course I am, Dad. Who isn't? <laughs> That's right. Who isn't? Now, Christopher, you know, um, every year there are certain parades that we go to. And we really, I mean, unless something comes up that's unexpected, we really don't miss them. What are what are some of the ones that, I mean, for instance, we did miss one Friday night. We did, we, miss, we did not we get did, to go to we that. We didn't get to go to Eve. That was Eve. And because that's, we, were, we were somewhere else and we were there for a like very long time. 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> we finally got home at 11 o'clock. That's right. We would have missed it. Mm-hmm. So. so we missed it and... But and then every year, this day, today, or not not today, but yesterday, Saturday, uh, two, two, two weeks before Mardi Gras, they have Olympia in and Covington, the, and so that's right here. And in Abita Springs, they had Pushmo, which we went to at 11 o'clock. Which I thought was really, really funny. The name, Pushmo. Really push, funny. push Mo. It's not one word. It's Push and mow, as in mow the lawn. As in mow the lawn, right? You have a lot of people riding uh, lawnmowers, huh? Mm-hmm. And what are they pushing? A lot of people pushing what? <laughs> a lot of people are pushing to... Pushing strollers? Isn't some that what people I heard? are. Yes, yeah, a lot of people were pushing strollers, and um, well, the parade was just awesome. My mom expected it to be very... A lot shorter than it actually was. It was pretty long. It was not too short. Not too short. Huh? Yeah. A lot was... of people. I heard they throw a lot of stuff, like lots of beads and lots of moon pies. I and... got it. I got five moon pies, four chocolate, oh one vanilla, <laughs> <laughs> and there's all. They also threw tons of candy. These are. I got probably. Well, Annabelle probably got more candy than she did beads. I got a lot of beads. <laughs> yeah, tell you that. that's amazing. So we we did Pushmo, then we did Olympia, Olympia, and then now the big parades, the really big parades are coming up. In Demian. this well, right, this coming weekend, um, we've got Endymion is a huge parade, it's and that's huge. that's Saturday night, uh, next Saturday night, which I believe I don't have my calendar in front of me, but I think it's like the fourth. Is that right? Maybe the fourth. I think of, it's the um, fourth parade of March. No, 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 fourth, fourth March, oh, fourth of March, fourth. It's a Saturday night, and Endymion's huge. Matter of fact, Endymion's very Catholic. I know uh, lots of folks who ride in that parade. They go to Mass before. That's right. There's a priest who celebrates a special Mass in the Superdome for the riders, the, the people who are riding in the floats. Um, and then there's a party. In the parade. Uh, they celebrate Mass beforehand, and then, yeah, they, they go and they do the, the, the parade itself. They come back for the big ball in the Superdome, and the party doesn't end until morning, like, Sunrise, like eight o'clock <laughs> in, in the morning. No, later than it's more like eight o'clock in the morning. I don't know. It's oh my crazy. Gosh, yeah. I but it's so a Saturday night. It's a Saturday night parade. That's why they have someone celebrate. They have a priest celebrate mass for them because it's gonna. You know, nobody. It's once again, keep in mind. Like, keep in mind, this is this is a cultural thing too. It's not just a theological endeavor here. It's it's very Catholic, but Catholic and also cultural, and so uh, you know. People who are uh, actually riding in the parade are not, eh, more than likely, they're not going to be excited about having to get up early in the morning and go to Mass on Sunday because they'd be up all night. So uh, they have a priest celebrate a vigil Mass for them before the parade rolls, which eh, I think is pretty cool. So that's Endymion is on Saturday. On Sunday, next Sunday, is a huge parade day for the young household here. We love to go to New Orleans, and we go to two big, big parades. One is a daytime parade. Toth. Toth. It's in the afternoon. 
and it rolls uptown. It's uptown New Orleans. And then following that, a couple of hours after that one's done, it's we have Bacchus. Bacchus, right? Bacchus. Bacchus last year, it was just packed. And we had to be on, we had this one ladder. We were with my godfather. There, and he had one ladder with him that we could stand on, that one of us at a time could stand on top of. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to take turns. So what I did was I crawled in front. I went in front and I crawled up the ladder from the front. Mm-hmm. I was in the front of the ladder. So, and it was facing the parade. That's right. So I'm like, That's right. I'm just leaning on the ladder. Throw me something, mister! And we're right there on St. Charles Avenue. Now, last year, if you remember, it was such a... Bacchus was a huge, huge, huge parade last year for one reason only. I mean, it's always a big parade. It always is. But last year, the king of Bacchus was... I don't know who it was. What? You I forgot? Can't, I, can't, I can't remember. Well, who was in the Super Bowl last year? Drew Brees? Well, yeah. The Saints were in the Super Bowl. The Saints won the Super Bowl last year. So Drew Brees, Drew Brees was the king of Bacchus last year. I don't remember it was seeing him in unbelievable. Bacchus. Oh, I all remember. People, I remember. All the people. It was unreal how many people were there. Everyone wanted to see Drew Brees. That's right. Everybody. It was crazy. It was just crazy. And we had the, a good time. Yeah. And at the beginning, we didn't catch beads. We threw them at King Kong and then King Kong's wife. I uh, know, but you're not supposed to do that. Some people do that on the parade around the kids and, and all. They'll throw beads from the crowd to the float. But, yeah, that's kind of like, um, that's just not nice. <laughs> no, it was, no, there are no people in that one. I know, I know, but it's still not nice because you could hit people. The problem with that is that you throw something and it's going across the street. You got crowds and crowds of people on both sides of the avenue, oh. and so it, you miss the float, and you wind up hitting somebody <laughs> who has no idea. Beads are coming; they get whacked in the face. That's just not cool. Matter of okay. fact, last night I saw a little baby, a newborn, got whacked in the face with beads. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just the mom wasn't paying attention. Uh, float came by; they threw the beads, and. Um, she wasn't watching, and, and it, it didn't hit her. It hit the newborn that she had in her arms. That was really sad. I felt bad for them, and she very quickly relocated. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> After that, she moved She moved back. But um, anyway, so, yeah, we got uh, Toth, which is – Toth is always so good. You know why I like Toth? I know why you do, because we have a really cool spot we go to. Yeah, right? we always go to the same spot, never change. And, it's, and, and you can get really close. Right, because yeah, it's going down close. Magazine Street. It that's, is. That's, um, it's a wide road. It's, yeah, it's, so you have Magazine wide. Street, and you've got the, the the floats are coming by, but you, we are really, really close up to the street. So you're close to the floats. You can catch more stuff. Uh, and I know you like it because of that. And uh, But I like it. I'm, I'm sure you do too, but you may not have thought about this. Every year, the weather is just so nice. It's a day parade, so it's I can't remember when it rolls. Maybe two in the afternoon, maybe two o'clock. But it rolls a little earlier than that. One o'clock, maybe it gets to where we stand at like about yeah one about one. Okay, all right. Well, that's it. And and the weather has been so nice, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. It, in in the past, I mean, this year Mardi Gras is very late because well, Easter is going to be late. Easter is what determines the date, and Easter is late this year, so. Mardi Gras now until March. Last the last few years, it's been in February. And, you do have more and king it's been cake cold, season. right? Yes, more king longer cake. king cake season this year, but it's been cold. And so to go out there on for Toth and 
it's sunny. It's really sunny, but it's beautiful. But it's still cool, too, you know? This year, I'm wondering. I mean, today was 80-something degrees. It was 82, 81, you know? and it kept changing from 81 to 82. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll be out there next Sunday. It's going to be a beautiful day, I'm sure, sunny. But it may be 90 degrees. Yeah, that, that, that's not going to be fun. That part won't be fun. Well, it won't, it won't be fun if we don't know. No, I hope, I hope it doesn't rain. I hope, I hope it doesn't rain. Every year we go, it has not rained no, a it's single been beautiful. time. Beautiful. And so the good thing, too, we have good friends that live right down the street from the parade route. and About two blocks. A uh, couple blocks, yeah. We go there. We have a little bite to eat after. And then we, we, we start walking down. we got to walk down a Probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight blocks maybe to uh, get to, to, to get to where we go for Bacchus. Well, we only went to Bacchus one time. That Last year was the first time we did. But it, but we only had to walk a few blocks, and it was also good exercise. It was. <laughs> and it was also good exercise looking for my godfather. We couldn't see him. Couldn't find him. I know. It's a, you know, you, re, you get really thankful in big crowds like this. Very, very thankful for cell phones. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you probably start to, to 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 grumble and complain about people because they don't answer their cell phones. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's so noisy they, they don't hear that the the phone ringing yeah. or they don't feel the vibration or whatever, and they don't answer. And you're like, hey, I just need somebody to answer the phone. Big D did not answer the phone a single I know. time. I know. We, we finally did, found we, him. We found him without calling him. We finally we found ca- him. We kept calling him. He just didn't answer. Yeah. He, he didn't know his phone was ringing. But. So that's really cool. So that's that's uh, the Sunday before Mardi Gras. And then Monday is what's called Lundi Gras, right? That's French. It's Lundi. It's Fat Monday. So Lundi Gras. And uh, did we go any parades last year? I mean, Orpheus in New Orleans is a big parade. We did not go to New Orleans. We, go to, we went to the one in Mandeville, which was not too good. Yeah, but that's next Saturday, I believe. Isn't it, Isn't it the same day as Endymion? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to go. I'd rather go to Endymion. I don't know if we're going to go to New Orleans on Saturday. Well, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. And then let's see. uh, Of course, you've got the big day. You got Mardi Gras Day. And we go. That's the reason we don't go Monday night to New Orleans for Mardi Gras is because we go Tuesday morning. And uh, two of the biggest parades, right? The biggest parades. Zulu. Zulu and Rex, Rex and truck floats. Right, right. right. We, we, the, the truck floats. We're not going to worry about that right now. But the Zulu rolls at eight in the morning, right? And that Everyone's goes out first, up. and then then Rex is right behind them. So uh, you know you got to be there early. We we go all the way down. We got a little secret kind of back way that I take to get to the other side of Magazine Street, and uh, we we find a little spot there, and uh, really good. I mean, the last few years have been really really cool. Love it. We didn't go last year, which was a big disappointment. But we did get to go to a parade, and it still wasn't too good. But who cares? We well, went, to, we went right. somewhere. We went, we went somewhere. somewhere. That's yeah. the good thing. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes, too, is like with all the partying, you can only take so much. And uh, <laughs> so last year, we ended up not uh, not making it out. But anyway, uh, good times, good times. And it's all about Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. It and it, it'll be over in about nine days, and then we start Lent. Dad. So we'll have to talk about Lent. Dad, you have to make a king cake between now 
I know. I know. We got to do that. I haven't done one in a while. We got to do a king cake. I can't survive with a king cake season without king cake. Well, goodness, you've had. I've I've already made about 10 of them. No, you haven't. Mm -hmm. I made. Well, some of them we didn't get to eat any of it. I've Mm. made, I've made probably, maybe not 10, maybe eight so far this season, but I haven't made one in a few weeks. It's a long season this year. It's a long season. It's a long king cake season, and we're wasting it. (laughs) Well, cool. Well, Christopher, let's. Switch gears here a little bit, and let's talk about this uh, this book series that oh, you've been yeah, reading. Yeah, yeah. You came across a book that you really, really like, huh? And this is going to be kind of a kitchen thing too, because it's got something to do with cooking as well, sort of. of but there's we'll, a we'll, lot of cooking. In we'll the get books. to the cooking in, in just a bit. But first of all, tell me, what is this series? What's the name of the series itself? Called it's Brian Jacques Redwall series. Redwall series is huge. It's just Huge. He has like twenty something books. They're all over three hundred pages long. Some are over four hundred. Longest one I read was the third one. I'm on the fifth book now, and it's just blowing me away. No, without giving, you don't want to give anything away. You don't want to tell the story. I'm not going to give anything away. No spoilers, but kind of just in 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 general. What is the what's the books about? What are the books about? Well. For one thing, there's an abbey. It's Redwall Abbey. And it's under protection of um Martin the Warrior. Who um in some of the books he's alive and some he's dead. And most of them I've read so far, he's dead. Mm. He's died already. And but the spirit still lives on and they have a big tapestry and the abbey for um for him, that has a picture of him on it and every every book just is like it's just blowing me away the fact that he writes so many books and Brian Jacques he had several jobs before he became a writer he was a bus driver um I have to look at the back of the book to find out he had so many jobs. Um, right there. He had... What did it say? Oh, I thought it did. Oh. Well, in some of the books, that he was born in Liverpool. I don't know where that is. Isn't that in England? Is it? Liverpool, England, yep. Liverpool, England. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, um, he did die. Recently, huh? Very recently. Very recently. And he was writing a book while he died. Now, it's just, it just blows me away. How many times have I said that? I don't know. Well. Did it blow you away? Well, yes. I, it did blow me away. Okay. Now, it's just amazing. So, what happened was, I mean, you got, you really got into the books. It was awesome. And then... You, I think we had checked out one or two from the library, and then we discovered that there was a cookbook there too, huh? Mm-hmm. And he has a Redwall cookbook? Yes, and I have it with me right now. That's really cool. Uh, now, the, the, the characters in the book, um, are they like uh, ogres? No, they're are not. Are they hobbits? They must be hobbits. No, they're, they're humans. They're no, what kind of animals? animals. They're like, like, well, they're rats, foxes, badgers. Mice, stoats, weasels, foxes. Cool. So many different things. They're owls. I can't, I just have to look through. They're moles. No, Dad. 
They hate it when you say that. Their hairs. Oh, their hairs. They are oh. not rabbits. Their hairs. Oh, okay. and, and as a matter of fact, one's so proud of it that he actually has it. It's actually in his name. His name is Basil Stag Hare. Oh. What's well, good, well, good to know? The Red Wall Cookbook. I didn't find about out about. Well, I had the first three books. And then and you found out about got, this one. Yeah, we found out about this one. It was in one of the books. And we made one of the recipes just a few days ago. Here, I'll hold I this. And you can, you can open it up in the recipe and tell us all about what you were, uh, what you cooked. I want to hear about it. Okay. Well, what we made was stuffed spring-tied mushrooms. It is a really, really good recipe. It is. And they were just delicious. Now, they are a little messy because they're stuffed. They're stuffed <laughs> mushrooms. It's stuffed spring-tied mushrooms, not spring-tied mushrooms. So they, what's in it? What, what kind of... Um, it's portobello mushrooms. Um, a fourth of a cup, a, a fourth cup, half a stick of unsalted butter. Here, I don't know if we need to. We don't need to read the whole thing. Oh, just to help. But um, just, just tell me what you did, because let me let me real quick. I'll read through the what's in what's included. You had uh, okay. uh, we didn't use the vegetable oil, of course. We had portobello mushrooms. Oil. We did olive oil, portobello mushrooms, unsalted butter, some breadcrumbs, and uh, we used I think French bread, right? A lot of breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Uh, we French had bread. let's see, uh, sesame seeds. Um, did we have any of those? Yes, we did. We did. Okay. Uh, parsley, dried parsley and thyme, and salt and pepper. And then, of course, we had some grated hard cheese. And the kind we had was Parmesan. Parmesan. That's right, Parmesan. I had just bought at the store the other day. So cool. So it says here what you do is you you got to preheat your oven to 400. Uh, you got to pull the stems off the mushroom caps and put the caps to one side. Trim away the bottom of the stems and then chop the stems finely. You did all that chopping yourself? Yes, I did. Very cool, very cool. Uh, you melt the butter in a pan over medium heat, add the chopped mushroom stems, cook, stirring until soft about four to five minutes, then take the pan off the heat. Stir in the breadcrumbs, the sesame seeds, the herbs into the pan, and season with salt and pepper. Place the mushroom caps in a baking dish, stem side up, and spoon the filling into them. Sprinkle each mushroom with grated cheese. Bake until the stuffing is golden brown and the cap is tender about 15 to 20 minutes. So that's what you did, huh? Now here's another. Yes, I did. Here's another thing you can do. You can mi also mix some cheese in the stuffing so that it holds the stuffing together. together. Oh yeah. While it's inside of the mushroom, that way it's in the mushroom. You don't have it falling out once you take a bite. That is very, very smart. <laughs> mom's y'all figured mom that out. Mom suggested huh? it. That's great. We didn't do it though. Oh, you didn't do it. We did it when it was too late. We were we thought of it when it was too late. Too late. <laughs> That happens in the kitchen sometimes. Yeah, you think of it. You think of something you could have done. Like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do this. Oh, no, it's too late. Oh, so it was good though, right? Yeah, yes, really it was really, it. really good. So, if there are any parents out there who are thinking, "Hmm, my son or daughter daughter needs a new book series to read," would you recommend Redwall? Yes, I would. Absolutely. That's the first thing I would recommend. Now I I I know I love the Harry Potter the Percy Jackson series but let's just put that aside and go to Redwall. Redwall is the first thing you should read. 
Plus, it's very easy. Cool. A lot of pages, but very easy. Awesome. Well, buddy, I'm so glad that you were here with me. Christopher Young, my son, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. You're welcome, Dad. Love you. Love you, too. That's right, folks. Mardi Gras time. We're talking about Mardi Gras today. Uh, Mardi Gras time here in New Orleans. You know, the parades started to roll, uh, the big parades at least, on Friday night, as uh, you heard Christopher and I talk about just a minute ago. Uh, you know, the first parade actually rolled on the 19th of February, uh, but the first big one wasn't until the 25th. So that was just this past Friday. You know, now, when I talk about parades rolling, you have to understand that the parades down here are quite different from parades you may have seen in other parts of the country or even the world. It's organized chaos down here, folks. <laughs> As a matter of fact, law enforcement agencies from all over the country send officers to New Orleans to be trained in crowd control. Isn't that kind of neat? I think so. Yeah, we, we have a lot of experience down here with uh, large crowds for events. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive. So uh, on the big parade days here, uh, there are parades rolling simultaneously in different parts of the city or even in different cities because, you know, you got the greater New Orleans area. You have uh, the West Bank, which is the West Bank of the Mississippi River. You've got, of course, New Orleans proper, the the, the French Quarter, the CBD, and uh, Uptown, that whole area. You, you've got Metairie, which is really another city, but Metairie, you know, it's just part of the greater New Orleans area. It's right there. It's still, it's just, just kind of Metairie bumps right up against New Orleans. So, uh, you know, you have simultaneous parades rolling in different parts of the city or in different cities. So in New Orleans, you know, you got the French Quarter, of course, but you, you may be surprised to know that there are only a couple of small parades that actually occur in the French Quarter. You know, the French Quarter really has become something of an after party following the parades that, that roll in other parts of the city. And that, that, that right there, that after party thing, that is the image that you tend to see in the news uh, when you hear about New Orleans at Mardi Gras. Uh, Mardi Gras, unfortunately in the media, has become this sort of raunchy thing that happens in the French Quarter. Uh, that's At least that's what a lot of people all across the world, all across the country, uh, come to see of Mardi Gras. And it's all really what the media is reporting. However, Mardi Gras really is a family, very Catholic, and a family event. It's a family celebration. And so if you go to the, the, the actual parades, they're not down in the quarter. They're, they're uptown, they're in Metairie, where, wherever they may be, but not down in the quarter. And you have families. You, you walk along the parade route and you've got families set up, you've got strollers, you've got, you know, a lot of families who maybe dress up in costume together. They all look like, you know, I don't know, uh, Scooby-Doo or something. You know, the, 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 the what do you, what do you call that? I'm, the, the, oh gosh, I'm losing my train of thought here, but, uh, you know, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy and Freddie and Velma, I mean, I've had, I've seen families dressed up like them. I've seen families dressed up as, um, as, as the little rascals. I've seen them dressed up as 
the Chick-fil-A cows. I mean, <laughs> you have families dress up at different times. My kids dressed up as Pooh and Tigger and um, the black-suited Spider-Man just a couple of years ago going down to New Orleans. I did not dress up, unfortunately, and uh, neither did, uh, did Char. But uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. Lots of people go out and they, they stake out their spot on the neutral ground. We call it a neutral ground. Some people may know it as a median. But the neutral ground, they, go, they, they stake out their spot. They may be there for days. You may have families literally camping out there for days, right, securing their spots. It's really kind of crazy. But uh, they'll cook out, you know, or, or they'll, they'll bring food in, uh, prepare it somewhere else. They'll bring food in. And it's just it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It is a one. You have a whole, basically, an entire city participating and doing this. It's just so many people. It's unreal. So it's a lot of fun, uh, you know. So so you have the thing that goes on in the French Quarter. Yeah, it is crazy. And if you go down there, if you go down there, you can expect craziness. Matter of fact, last year, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, the Catholic guy Lino Ruli with the Catholic Guy Show on Sirius Satellite Radio. They came down, right? Uh, Lino and Lou and Maureen, they came down and did the show uh, from Bourbon Street. They had a, 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 a hotel room right there with a balcony right there on Bourbon Street last year from Mardi Gras. And uh, I, talked to, I was on the show. They invited me to come and, and join them on the show. I was very, very honored to do that. But I told, uh, I told them when I first talked to them, I was like, you know, y'all are crazy. I don't know who told you to come down from Mardi Gras and to go to Bourbon Street, you know? But that's not really Mardi Gras. That's not really what it's all about. It's not you're not really seeing the city the way we see the city, the way that 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 those of us who are from here know Mardi Gras to be. You're seeing the hyped up, stupid stuff that people do uh, Mardi Gras time. You know, and and you know what? Nine times out of ten, the people who are doing the crazy, stupid stuff aren't from here. <laughs> it's not New Orleanians down there doing that stuff in, in the French Quarter. We live here. We don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Uh, you have crazy people coming down. They, they, they see this image portrayed of Mardi Gras in the news, um, online, wherever, and they come down here thinking that that's what they're supposed to do or that's what they can do and get away with it. But the fact is, that's just, that's not us. That's not us. That's not what it's all about. So, uh, anyway, I did have a good time, had a great time, matter of fact, with Lino and them. Lino and crew, the crew of Lino. Uh, a lot of fun. And uh, it's just, at the same time, though, it's not what Mardi Gras really is all about. So I hope to share with you, not just now, as I'm talking to you now about this, but over the next couple of weeks, I do hope to kind of give you some behind-the-scenes shots, right, from a local, from from someone who is here, who lives here, who knows this, who lives this every year, this is what Mardi Gras is really all about. It is not about the craziness that goes on in the French Quarter. Matter of fact, you know, it's funny. When I went, uh, Char and I, we had someone watch the kids for us, and we went down to meet with Lino and them. And, of course, they're on Bourbon Street. We, we met with them on Mardi Gras Day. So it was the first time, I have to say this, I, I do Mardi Gras every year. We were always, you know, going to the parades and having fun and partying and everything else. But this was the first time in my life that I had ever been on Bourbon Street or in the French Quarter on Mardi Gras Day. I've never in my life been there until until the Catholic guy comes <laughs> and lures me down there, right? 
Isn't that crazy? Anyway, it was a lot of fun. If you haven't, if you didn't hear that, if you don't listen to Lino's show, I don't know if they have in the podcast version. I mean, you know, Lino, he's on Sirius Highlight Radio, but they they do podcast. Some of some of the content is put into an RSS feed. It is, you know, MP3 files there on iTunes. You can download. I don't know if that's on there. I need to check that out. If it is, I will put a link in the show notes so that you can maybe go back and listen to last year's. Very exciting. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. And I saw a lot of crazy things on Bourbon Street when I was going to and leaving from uh, their hotel. So <laughs> it was it was quite an experience. Uh, so anyway, but in other areas of the city, right, you've got all these parades going on. You heard Christopher and I talk about some of them. You have, uh, you know, Uptown is where a lot of the big parades take place, right? Uptown, you've got uh, uh, Orpheus and, and Toth and Bacchus and Zulu and Rex. All those roll Uptown. It's not downtown. It's Uptown. Uh, um, Mid-City, which is another sort of right outside the downtown area, Mid-City, that's where Endymion, Endymion is, I I hesitate to say it's like the biggest, but I know it's a huge parade. Endymion is just a huge parade. And it it rolls Mid-City is where it's at. And it ends up back at the Superdome, huge, huge party, big ball, right? The Endymion ball takes place once that parade is finished rolling. And it's it's just a, a huge event. Tons and tons of people down there for that. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm kind of going through some of my show notes here, and I'm, I'm tossing things out because Christopher, uh, Christopher and I already talked about a few of these things. But uh, I hope to share with you over the next couple of weeks, uh, next, well, 10 days, 9 days, 10 days that we have left of Mardi Gras, some of the behind-the-scenes thing so, that, so you can kind of experience this as, as we do down here, being from New Orleans. So uh, that goes back, I guess, to the, the phrase, right? The title of this episode, Les les bon temps roulés. It's a famous expression down here. Of course, it's French, or at least a Cajun uh, derivation of French. Um, les les bon temps roulés, let the good times roll, let the good times roll. And that's what it's all about down here, Mardi Gras time. That's it, folks. That's it. We're wrapping it up here. Uh, as I mentioned, I want to share with you the experience of Mardi Gras. You know, there's a lot of, uh, over the last couple of years, I have shared many of our, our Mardi Gras experiences uh, on the podcast and uh, also through Audioboo. Audioboo, if you haven't, uh, if you don't know anything about Audioboo, you can go to the website. It's audioboo.fm. So audioboo, B-O-O, audioboo.fm. Matter of fact, I have a page there. It's uh, audioboo.fm slash catholicfoodie. You can find me there. Uh, I, I have posted on the parade route, uh, last year in particular, I posted several um, audioboos, they call them, uh, from the parade route as we are just, uh, I don't know, in New Orleans at the Toth Parade or uh, down with, with Bacchus, so, uh, the, the special Saints Parade they had last year. Uh, after the Saints won the Super Bowl, they had a special parade just for them. That was really, really cool. I uh, I, I share that with you too uh, via Audioboo, so it's kind of neat. Uh, matter of fact, I, I I published an Audioboo last night from the Covington Parade. I'm gonna play that for you in just a minute. Uh, but so it, this is a way. It's one way that uh, that I can share this with you. This experience of uh, of Mardi Gras. 
And whenever I post an audio boo, it's automatically posted to my Facebook page, uh, the my, my personal page. But also, I uh, had to manually do it, but I also put it over at facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. That way you can find them over on Facebook too. So uh, here's, a, here's a clip uh, from last night from the uh, Covenant Parade. This is me trying to share with you our experience of Mardi Gras, a Mardi Gras Parade Olympia here in Covington, Louisiana. This is Jeff Young in the California CalicFoodie.com, and I am coming to you live here. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. It's, it sounds wild behind me, doesn't it? Well, we are on a Mardi Gras parade route. That's right, Mardi Gras parade route. Why a parade route on a, what is this, a Saturday evening, a week and a half before Mardi Gras? Well, because Mardi Gras is a season down here in Louisiana, that's for sure. And uh, we've got another 10 days left of the Mardi Gras season, and we are uh, just, the, the party is just getting cranked up. It is just getting started. We're very excited. Lots of stuff happening here. And the funny thing about this is that I am coming to you from a parade route in Covington, Louisiana, which is a very small, small city in South Louisiana. This is not a New Orleans parade. This is not a parade you'd find in Metairie, Louisiana, which is on the south uh, south shore of Lake Pontchartrain. This is the north shore. This is uh, <laughs> this is where we live. I mean, we're right here in Covington, and this is a small-time parade. But you know what? It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. We're having a good time. Lots of people out here, lots of family. Of course, Mardi Gras, folks, Mardi Gras is all about family, believe it or not. This is a Catholic celebration. It's a family celebration, and we are celebrating here. And, uh, you know, what you see on the news, what you see um, online sometimes, we, you, you Google Mardi Gras, you come up with all kind of crazy stuff. It's going to be crazy pictures and crazy stories of all the crazy things that happen on Bourbon Street. But guess what, folks? That is not what Mardi Gras is all about. It's not. Mardi Gras is a... Uh, it's a family thing. It's a family thing. Any any place outside of Bourbon Street, right? Bourbon Street is one street in an entire city in an entire state. <laughs> That's all it is. That's all it is. But guess what? The rest of the uh, city is not like that. It's not like that at all. So we have uh, a lot of family stuff, a lot of parades, um, Beads being thrown, uh, 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 Nerf footballs being thrown from floats. On, on Mardi Gras Day, matter of fact, if you're down there in New Orleans on St. Charles Avenue, you might just get to catch a coconut from the Zulu Parade. That's right, a coconut, a real coconut that's decorated uh, by children. I guess uh, last year, they, they each caught a coconut. Really, really crazy. Yeah, we've got a float going by right now, so it's kind of loud. <laughs> but anyway, I want to share this experience with you. Lots of fun, lots of fun. Um, when you think of Mardi Gras, please, 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 don't think of it as some kind of trashy X, Y, and Z. Please do know that it is a Catholic celebration and, and most importantly, it is a very family-friendly celebration. As long as you're not down on Bourbon Street, it's family-friendly. So, coming to you from 
Covington, Louisiana this Saturday night. It's the Catholic foodie, Jeff Young, and I will be talking to you soon. Well, I'm very happy to have been able to share that with you. I thought that was kind of fun being out there last night. We had a really good time. It's first parade for us of the season, so it was, it was exciting. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking, too, I'd like to, to share this with you. If you want to go back and listen to some stuff that I've talked about in the past on Mardi Gras, some of the experiences that we had, uh, you can always go to catholicfoodie.com, and then in the search field, just put in Mardi Gras, and it'll pull up uh, both blog posts and also podcast episodes that uh, where I dealt with or I talked about Mardi Gras. Uh, but also, just in particular, there are three that stand out for me. It's uh, episode six of The Catholic Foodie. The King Cake King, that was back in January 11th, 2009. I can't believe it's over two years ago. Uh, January 11th, 2009. Uh, episode 10, Have You Seen the Zulu King? We had such a good time at the Zulu Parade that day. It was awesome. This is back um, February 25th, 2009. And then also uh, episode 61, Fat Tuesday. That was February 16th, 2010. On those different days, I did talk about Mardi Gras. Why is this? You may be asking yourself, why is this man talking about Mardi Gras so much? <laughs> you have to understand where I live. <laughs> I mean, we, this, this, this is, I, I wish I could explain this better. I don't feel like I'm explaining it well enough. I mean, this entire area is totally transformed every year with Mardi Gras. Uh, you've got some folks who just can't take it. They don't like it. And so they pack up and they leave for a couple of weeks. <laughs> they go skiing. They go on a cruise. They just get out of town, right? Uh, streets are, are, are shut down. Traffic is shut down. Business is shut down. Uh, it, it's hard to get from point A to point B sometimes like the, the way you would normally go because, uh, well, because it's, you know, increased traffic. Uh, streets are closed because they have parades. They're, they're getting ready for a parade to roll, and so they have to close down all the streets because they're rolling on streets, so they close down streets kind of all over. It's, it's, really, it's really wild, but it affects everything. Everything about life down here is affected by Mardi Gras, and it's a good thing, and it's just something that I, am, I, I, I know that I enjoy. I love it. It's, it's a joy-filled thing for me, for my family, and for, uh, for, for those that we live with, live near, live with, and, and love, and it's just uh, something I would love to share with the rest of the world, and I'd love to share with you. So, I hope that you don't get sick of hearing me talk about Mardi Gras over the next uh, over the next week because we got we got another another episode coming up in a week um, and we're going to be talking about Mardi Gras again something so but I want to hear from you I want to hear from you have you been to Mardi Gras first of all uh, if yes I'd love to hear about it uh, please give me a call nine eight five six three five four nine seven four nine eight five six three five four nine seven four give me a call let me know your experience or if you have a question you just want to talk about something regarding Mardi Gras, some aspect of Mardi Gras, food or or faith or the history or the parades, whatever it may be, give me a call, 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to play your voice feedback. Voice feedback is always the best way. Why? Because I can play it on the show and it gives everybody else a chance to hear your voice, not just mine. We have lots of folks over there, the Catholic Foodie page on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie. Lots of folks over there, lots of conversation, lots of people making comments you know, back and forth on something that I may post. 
something that, uh, that some some folks like to go there and post things themselves about what they're cooking or whatever's going on. I love that. That is fantastic. And please do keep that up. That's awesome. Uh, uh, Facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie. Of course, you've always got the, the website, right? CatholicFoodie.com. But I would love to hear your voice. So please do give me a call, 985-635-4974. I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, you know, I guess this is it for the week. And until next time, bon appétit.